All right, all right. It's another great day for a podcast session. Now, this is the Master of Passive Income podcast. My name is Dustin Heiner. In Master of Passive Income, we talk all about real estate rental properties. And I'm here to show you how you can quit your job with passive income in monthly cash flow with real estate rental properties. Now, there are many different ways that you can invest in real estate, but at Master Passive Income, we focus solely on rental properties because they bring in cash every single month that you could put in your pocket that you can live on. In a little over eight years of investing in real estate, I was able to quit my job and now I make six figures a year from my rental properties and all the passive income coming in. All right, now today's session, we're gonna be talking all about having control in a real estate deal. Now, when you get a contract signed, you wanna make sure you have these three special words in there that's gonna allow you to sell the contract to somebody else, to lease it, to, to keep it yourself where you buy it or wholesale it or rent it out. You give you so many different options and these special words are going to allow you to have all the control in the deal. All right, guys, let's jump into the session where we talk all about the three special words that give you all the control in a real estate transaction deal. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here's your host, Dustin Heiner. All right, now before we get started, I want to tell you a little bit about what I've been doing also on top of my podcast and my real estate and my blog and everything. So recently, I was talking to my brother. My brother has a poker podcast and he loves teaching and playing poker and all that sort of stuff. It goes way over my head. I mean, I enjoy playing it on, you know, on a blue moon with some friends, but it's he plays it all the time. But anyways, we were talking about podcasting and we decided to, hey, let's figure out a podcast that we can do together. And what's funny is we both, my brother and I, love movies. We love watching movies. We love talking about movies. We had a podcast about two years ago where we talked all about The Walking Dead. If you know that show, it's a very, very fun, very creative, very awesome show that's on AMC, The Walking Dead. So we had our podcast. It was called The Walking Dead Bros. And that podcast was, it was great. We had a lot of people following us, but it was really as a, uh, we really did it for a test run so that we can start a podcast for our companies, you know, Master Passive Income. His is Smart Poker Study. And so we started that podcast just to learn um, how to do podcasts and get all the goosebumps out and just learn how to do it and get a following. And we had such a great time doing that. You know, after about two years, we cut it off because we got bored of the show, uh, Walking Dead, uh, number one. But number two, we wanted to move on to bigger things and different things. But now my brother and I, we started talking about, hey, why... Why don't we start another podcast? We really enjoyed doing a podcast. He's in Fresno. I'm in Phoenix. So we're far away. And we started a podcast where we started watching movies. We both really, really enjoy movies. We love talking about them and thought, let's do a podcast on movies. Now, I know there are tons of podcasts out there where they talk about movies, but we thought of, hey, you know, we've watched movies our entire lives, you know, from growing up, you know, our parents divorced. And so whenever we would go with my dad, we'd go watch a movie. It was almost like once a week or every other week, we'd be watching movies with him. And, and so what we do in our podcast about movies is we talk about life lessons. Let me give you an example. So in the most recent Avengers, 
the Avengers Affinity War, Spider-Man comes up with ways to defeat bad guys. If you remember in Captain America, he took down Ant-Man when he got huge by using his spider web and slung all the way around him many, many times. He said, said to the other guys, the Avengers, like Iron Man, and, and said, hey, do you remember that really old movie where they took down this big old walking thing? I think it was called Star Wars. And, and so he learned from Star Wars how to take down something huge. And in the most recent one, the Infinity War, he takes out the mole by blowing a hole in the ship and making the mole fly through the, the ship and he's dead and he saves Doctor Strange, yada, yada, yada. All that to say he learned lessons from movies. And so my brother and I were thinking, hey, you know what? We like movies. We've learned a ton of things from movies. Let's make a podcast where we talk all about movies and the lessons that we learned and anything like Monday morning quarterbacks, what we should have done, what we should not have done, um, things like that. So anyways, if you want to check that out, we are having a lot of fun doing it. It's really just a passion project or something that we really enjoy doing. Um, You can hear both of our voices are very, very similar. So it's going to be like, oh, wow, it sounds like Dustin's talking to himself. But anyways, um, it's called the Watch and Learn Podcast. If you want to check it out, please do. We'd love for you to listen to it. Um, we do a movie every single week. Um, we go watch either new movies that are in the theater or we pull out old movies off our DVD shelf and play those anyway. So we just have a great time. And you know what? Awesome is I have the time to go watch movies almost every day of the week because I don't have a job. All I do is, you know, sit on this podcast and talk to you and have fun talking to you. But I'm like, Hey, I got to fill up my time with something else. So I go watch movies and I talk to my brother about it and have a podcast. So I love working with you guys. I love talking to you. So thank you so much for being a part of the Master Passive Income Podcast. And so let's dive into our content for today. We're talking all about having control in your real estate deals. Now, this control comes when you actually get the seller to sign on the dotted line on the contract. It gives you the ability to do what you need in order to get the deal done where you make money. Now, if you get a contract signed and you can't follow through with either the purchase or whatever you have planned with the property, you're going to be losing the deal but you're also possibly going to be losing the earnest money or the down payment or the deposit that you're putting down on the property that the seller is going to take because you didn't follow through with the deal. Now, there are many ways to get out of contracts. Like if you have a, an inspection period and you're like, oh man, it's seven days inspection period. It's the sixth day. I really don't have the money. Let me go ahead and get out of that, which I don't recommend you to do. Um, there's plenty of ways to get deals done. Um, but you have ways to get out of contracts. Now, as you're signing a contract with a seller, if you put these three magic words in the contract after your name, you will have the ability to assign the contract to somebody else. And here here are the three magic words. If you put your name, like my name's Dustin Heiner, purchasing the property, so Dustin Heiner as buyer, and or assigns. Those are the three special words. And, or, and assign. Those three special words are going to allow you to assign that contract to somebody else so you can make a profit on it. Or if you have another investor that you need to put it in their name, or you need to take it out of your name and put it into your company's name, whatever you need to do, it gives you the option that you now can resell or do whatever you want with that contract because if the seller signs on it, they have given you the right to assign that contract And you could put anybody else's name on the contract. You could take your name off. There's so many different options. And so we'll go through all that today. So here are the three special words again, and or assigns. And so make sure when you're writing your name down, always write and or assigns because it gives you all the control in the deal. 
And if you go to the podcast show notes, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 020, because this is podcast session 20, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 020, I have examples of what it would look like on your contract. So if you're going to go to a seller, you're going to actually have the contract printed up beforehand. Make sure you have this in the contract when you're walking up to the door to hand the seller the contract that you're going to sign and you're going to get the property under contract with this and or assigns as the buyer. So go to the show notes page. I have examples of all this. I'll have all the show notes for you to go through and see all the lessons that we're learning. All right. So with and or assigns, the buyer reserves. So you, you reserve the right to lease, to rent, to repair, to assign to someone else, or even to sell the property for a profit. You have been given by the seller all the authority to do whatever you want with that contract as long as the seller gets what they are required. Like if the purchase price is $80,000 and you guarantee that you're going to buy it for $80,000, as long as you go through with your end of the deal, they're going to get $80,000. You can do with it whatever you want as long as you have and or signs. All right, so this is very specific language. So make sure you have this in there. Now, if you want to be even more specific, you can add this in your clause and this would be the specific words. The buyer reserves the right to assign this contract in whole or in part to any third party without further notice to the seller. Set aside not to relieve the buyer from his or her obligation to complete the terms and condition of this contract should be assigned. Again, go to my show notes and I have that all written out so you don't have to try to write it while you're driving or something. So the seller, if they don't agree with that, they're going to cross it out and not make it valid. And so if they just cross it out, if they are completely against that, then obviously go ahead and agree and move on. But if they don't disagree and they want to go ahead with the deal, then hey, this is your ticket to make sure that you have the ability to assign the contract or do whatever you want with it. Now, what can you do with the contract when you have and or assigns? Well, let's go through a quick list. One, you can go through with it and actually make the purchase and finish it out like you normally would. I usually have and or assigns in all my contracts and I usually go through with it, but just in case I need to sell it if I don't have the money, which I've done in the past where I sold it off to another investor and made some money on it, I've done that and it gives me the option. That's a great thing about having this. It gives me the option. So number one, I could buy it myself. Number two, I can wholesale it. Wholesaling is basically selling the contract to somebody else where if I have the property locked up for $80,000, I sell that contract to another investor for two or $5,000, make that money. They get the property. The buyer get new buyer gets the property. Seller gets what they want, but I make a little money because I found the deal. That's wholesaling. You can also just give it to a friend. Like I literally had a friend that wanted to buy a property and I had the deal already all locked up and I said, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and sell it to you or give it to you, give the contract, not the property. I'm not gonna buy the property and give it to him, but I gave him the contract and didn't charge him anything because he was a he was a friend. This was, I don't know, 10 years ago. He was really wanting to get started in the um, investing business. I love helping people out. So I said, you know what, here you go. You take this one. This would be a great benefit to you and your family. So he went through with the purchase of the property and everything worked out well. So let me go through some pros and cons for the and or assigns in the contract. Number one, it gives you control over the contract and the property. Like you literally have control over the property because until the final date is done on the contract, it's under your control. Nobody else can come and buy it out from under you. They can't go into another contract with somebody else because then you can sue them for breach of contract. You have all control over the property. 
The second pro for doing the Andor assigns is you can get paid an assignment fee as the broker of the deal. You're, you're not a real estate broker, like you don't need a broker's license, but you can actually sell this deal to another investor. Like I said, you can wholesale it to another investor and make money on the property. So let's say you have the property locked up for $100,000. You sell it to a new investor for $110,000. Well, you keep the difference. There's $10,000 difference inside there. You keep that or you can literally say, um, buyer, I want you to give me $10,000. I will assign this contract over to you. And I've bought many, many properties from wholesalers with this and or assigns because I love working with wholesalers because they work hard to find the seller and they get the price down really low for me as an investor, I am fine to pay them five or $10,000. As long as the numbers work well for me, I buy the property. Now, usually with my wholesalers, and I think if you uh, listen to my past podcast where I talked all about negotiating, that is podcast session 14. So if you go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 014, you'll listen to everything about negotiating. So what I usually do with my wholesalers is they'll say, I want $10,000. I'll say, and I'll tell them, hey, this sounds like a good deal, but I need you to come down $3,000 from your $10,000 price. I'll pay you $7,000 for the contract. Now, if they want to take it, they want to take it. If they want to negotiate, then I'll negotiate with them. But I always fight for every penny. So that's something you got to keep in mind. Always be fighting for every single penny in all of your deals. So you can get paid an assignment fee as a broker for the deal. And again, it's not against the law. You don't need a real estate license or anything like that. Completely legit. The contract itself is stating to the seller your intent to purchase a property. Just because you put and or assigns doesn't mean that you will follow through with the purchase of the property yourselves. It does not lock you in to a third party. You can still go through the purchase yourself. So it just gives you insurance, but it also tells the seller that, hey, just because it says that, I'm going to make sure you get what you want. I'm going to make sure that you get every penny, that it's done on time, that you're not going to have any extra fees or anything like that. Trust me, I'm going to take care of everything for you. So you can use that as a selling benefit for them. Like, hey, I'm going to fight for this for you to make sure you get everything that you have signed on this contract. It also informs a seller of your intent to possibly assign the contract to somebody else for a profit. Now, honesty and transparency, in my opinion, are always the best policy in business dealings. You always want to be upfront and honest in everything you do. If it's even possible that you may assign the contract to somebody else, it'd be wise to let the seller know ahead of time by putting in the phrase and or signs in your contract. And you could even say, and while you're signing it, when you're literally signing, and the reason why I have and or signs is because in case something happens, I want to make sure you get what you deserve, which is everything in this contract. The last thing you want is to go through closing of escrow and have everything go on with the inspections and appraisals and everything. And then all of a sudden, the seller feel like they're deceived because you assigned it to somebody else. Always be open and honest and transparent. One particular deal that I had with a wholesaler, the wholesaler wanted $2,000 for me to pay him for this one transaction. So it's not uncommon for any wholesalers to make $1,500 to $5,000, but I personally don't mind paying the assignment fee. So I wanted to pay them, but I also talked them down. So I here's what you as an investor, if you're buying a property from a wholesaler that has and or assigns, you still want to make sure that all the numbers work well for you. If your assignment fee, or sorry, if their assignment fee is too high, then you need to make sure they bring it down. So don't, I mean, don't worry about passing on a deal. I mean, always present your offer. If they don't like it, then they don't like it. Never overpay for a property. But the you as a buyer have the opportunity to find good deals or have, let me take that back, have other people find you good deals, bring them to you, 
while you're sleeping or on vacation, they bring him to, hey, I did all this work. Here's a great property. All you need to do is pay me $2,000 or $5,000 or something like that. And you get a great deal. Hey, I am all for that. You're already paying this, the, the realtors or listing agents or anything like that when you're doing a buying or selling a property. So I'm totally fine with paying a wholesaler. Also, if you are assigning the contract, you will not be on the title or in the process of the title, or it's called the chain of title. So let me give you an example of the chain of title and how you will not be a part of it. So if seller A has the property in their name, and let's say you're buyer B, but you're assigning it to buyer C, it doesn't have to go from seller A to buyer B, which is you, then into buyer C. It literally skips you and goes directly in to the buyer C's name rather than having your name on the contract. Now, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just something to take note of that you won't have to have your name on the title. Another great thing is less money coming out of the pockets of the buyer and the seller since no realtors are involved. Usually when you're using a realtor, they're going to get at least five, maybe 6%. Usually it's 6%. Um, the seller's agent gets 3%. The buyer's agent gets 3%. So that's 6%. Now, if you're having a $300,000 property that you're buying, 6% of that is $18,000. Now, imagine if you had a wholesaler that brings it to you and says, I want $5,000 for this deal. Well, that doesn't sound too bad. Either $18,000 or $5,000. Well, man, I'm going to go with the $5,000. That sounds much, much better to me. So less money coming out of your pocket. Now, let me pause this podcast session where we're talking about and or signs to let you know a little bit about my brother's podcast, the Smart Poker Study Podcast. This dude is super duper smart. I remember one time I was in college. He was in college at UC Irvine. I was going to Fresno State. I was taking a calculus class and I called up Sky and I said, hey, dude, I have this calculus, um, these problems that I'm trying to work on. They're super hard. It's just homework. It's super hard. Can you help me out? He's all, sure. So I start walking him through this entire page-long question. You know, it basically takes an entire page to answer this calculus question. And I'm walking my brother through this question. And as I get to the very end, he gives me the answer and he tells me how to do it. And I said, wait a minute, Sky, did you write any of that down? He's all, no. I said, how'd you do that? He said, I just did it in my head. It's just easy to me. So this dude is wicked smart. He knows numbers like the back of his hand. And what he loves is poker. He loves playing poker. He also loves teaching poker. So do you want to boost your no limit hold'em poker game? You know, your, your cash games that you play with your friends or even if you play online? Smartpokerstudy.com helps improve your skills through thrice weekly podcasts. He says thrice, but it's three times. So with training videos, articles, and a few books, whether you're a live or online player, smartpokerstudy.com is your source for poker play and study strategies. Sky Matsuhashi found success playing poker and he enjoys helping his students and podcast audience improve their games. The first place to start working on your poker skills is with your pre-flop hand choices. So please visit smartpokerstudy.com forward slash MPI free gift. Remember, MPI master passive income free gift. So that again, that's smartpokerstudy.com forward slash MPI free gift to receive his KISS cash game ranges. KISS, keep it simple, stupid. Cash game ranges. He'll walk you through the very steps. These ranges will keep your hand selections in check and make for easier play and more poker profits. So please visit smartpokerstudy.com forward slash MPI free gift for pre-flop ranges that will improve your game. Remember, he also has a podcast. Check him out, Smart poker study podcast and you'll learn tons about poker all right back to this guys 
Now, next, there's going to be one set of closing costs instead of two different ones. You know, when you go to a title company, you take the title to them. We want to change it from the seller to your name. You go to a title company. They have all closing costs because they got to do their work. There's so many different fees. Let me go through a quick list of settlement or closing fees, abstract or title search, title examination, title insurance binder, Lender CPL. I don't ask me. I don't know what CPL actually means. It was from one of the closing title work that one of the title companies gave me and I saw it. Lender CPL. I was like, what the crap is that? And why am I paying for it? Um, outside closing fees, title insurance, attorney fees, lender coverage, owner's coverage, shipping and overnight fees, wire transfer fees, city fees, recording fees, government taxes. Oh my goodness. The list goes on and on. And so you would only have one of these because you don't have to transfer it from seller A into your name, buyer B, and then into buyer C because it removes you out of the picture and goes from seller A to buyer C and only one set of closing costs, which makes everything cheaper on the back end. So here are some downsides to the and or assigns or having this control over a property. So most people, most sellers, people that are not into real estate, most people don't know what and or assigns means and can get them scared off. You know, they can see that and be like, uh, what does that mean? Are you going to give it to somebody else? Am I going to lose money? Are you going to take control for that? I, you know, am I giving you power of attorney? I'm like, no, none of that really at all. What it really does is it gives me the ability to make sure you get what you want. Always turn it back on them. Always make it about them. I'm here to help you. I'm here to make sure that you are taken care of. What do you need? You need $80,000 for the property. Well, we agree to that. I'm going to get that for you no matter what. This deal is not going to fall through because I'm taking care of you. So always turn it back around on them. So homeowners are not investors. They don't understand that a house is just an investment. Like I literally look at all my rental properties as inventory. It's an inventory in my, in my, basically in my pocket that I use to make money. So your objective is as the third party, not just to profit off their house, but to make sure that you take care of them. You're not the enemy. You don't want them to look at you as the enemy. So make sure you turn around on them and help them to show that they need this in the contract because it's going to help them and it's going to get them the or give you the ability to get them what they need. And so make sure that you show them that you're working for them. Next negative thing. You may have to educate the buyer and seller what a signing is and is not. Now, it might take some time, but hey, isn't it worth your time to be able to do that just in case you need it? So since most homeowners aren't investors, you have to really educate them and show them what a buyer and the seller actually works out with the and or insides. Now, you may need to convince them, but oh well, that's just a cost of doing business. So here's a few things you need to explain. So you need to explain that and or signs will take care of their need to sell the property member, turn it back on them. It'll save them money. It would allow you to go to work for them, making sure that they get what they need. It'll also give you the ability to structure the deal that will best suit their needs of selling the property. And you already have an agreed upon price that is going to the seller. You've already agreed upon it. You already know that this is what they need. You're taking care of their needs. Also, lastly, this will not change the contract that you've already signed with them. You were there to help them. And this is a way that's going to help them make sure they get what they need. So explain that and or signs will not do these things. It will not take money out from the deal. It will not make them lose their property at all. It's still their property. They can still come take the earnest money or the deposit that you put down. It's not going to take advantage of them at all. Like they're not going to lose any 
power whatsoever. It's not going to destroy the property that they love. You know, this thing that they've held on to for how many years, it's not going to destroy the property. There's not going to be any hidden costs or fees because everything is disclosed in the beginning. You say, this contract, just as if you're going through me, I can go to bat for you to make sure that this gets done just in case something happened where I needed to make sure you're taken care of and somebody else is better at doing that. I will make sure you get your needs taken care of. Another negative thing is banked owned properties will not accept offers with and or signs. Like if you go to Bank of America that has a foreclosure on a property and you put in the contract and or signs, they're going to literally cross that out. They're going to say no thank you or just throw away the, the contract or the, the um, offer. They're not going to accept that because they know what this is and they know that they are giving away a lot of money because they're selling it for much less than is owed on the property. They want to get top dollar. And if you're going to sell the sell the contract to somebody else, that's money they're thinking, hey, that should be in my pocket. Anyways, banks usually don't. I've never seen them actually accept that. And another thing is if you're buyer, so buyer C, remember there's seller A, buyer B, which is you, and, and buyer C, which is another investor. If your buyer C backs out of the property, you know, you are going with them, they back out. It looks bad on you as an investor, not to mention you lose your earnest money and your deposit. You lose that and you look bad as as somebody that's actually, you can't get deals done. And so people don't want to work with people that can't get deals done. So Keep in mind that whoever you're signing the contract to, that they need to be able to follow through with the deal. Another one, you're still on hook for the contract. That's another negative. No matter what happens, even though it says and or signs, you are still on hook for the contract. If everything goes wrong and you can't find anybody to buy the property, maybe because you got the price too high or whatever it might be, you're still on the hook. So the contract will go through and your earnest money or, or down payment or deposit, whatever you put down, will go to the seller. That's going to be a big bummer. So always do your best to make sure that deal goes through. Here's another negative. The buyer and seller may question how much money you're making in the deal. Now, usually as a buyer, if you're selling it to an investor, usually investors are okay with the wholesaler making money or somebody who has and or signs making some money on the deal because that was their time that they put into it. But the seller, that's where you might you may run into some issues because the seller is saying, well, why are you making money on this deal? You know, hey, if... If I'm selling it to you for eighty thousand, you're selling to this other guy for five thousand. Why don't I just keep that five thousand and work with them? Now, hopefully, this comes up after you already have Andorra signs written and they've already signed the contract. Then you could say, "Well, hey, this is what you signed, and really, this is the way to work it out. This is how you relieve them." You say. I am working hard. This is taking a lot of time. I would rather be with my family just like I know you would rather be with your family. I know you would rather be taking a nap or going on vacation or whatever, but you're not. I'm not. I'm working hard to get this done. So even though it's costing you money, imagine that 6% be taken out. You, the seller, usually pay for the realtor's fees. Now, those fees will be 6%, 3% to the buyer's agent, 3% to your seller's agent, 6%. So I'm getting $5,000 from this investor. You would normally pay $18,000. I'm saving you a ton of money. Remember, always turn it back on them. I am helping you. I'm making sure you get everything that you need from this deal. All right, guys. Now this wraps up our session, podcast session number 20, where we talk all about and or assigned. So make sure you put this in your contracts. Put, you know, Dustin Heiner, and or signs as buyer make sure or if it's your company let's say it's abc company llc and or signs as the buyer make sure you have that in there 
All right, guys. Again, as always, it's great talking with you. Great having you part of the podcast. You would go and tell somebody about this. I want to help as many people as I can quit their jobs with real estate rental properties because living a life without a job is absolutely amazing. Just this year, if you listen to my past podcasts, I took a six-week trip all through Europe with my four kids and my lovely wife. We had an amazing time because I didn't need a job. It just, money just keeps rolling in. All right, guys, remember to go over to my website, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. I will give you a free investing course that will get you started so that you can quit your job with rental properties. All right, guys, see you next time. Let's get out there and start investing. Take care of yourselves. Peace out. Peace out.